today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Many have said that uh, what Kathleen Wynne has done by legislating the teachers back to work uh, has been uh, something that uh, a conservative would do, not something that comes out of the liberal ranks. Uh, So how will this change things moving forward into the next election? Is Kathleen Wynne making friends or foes with the proposed back-to-work legislation? To talk about all of this, Christo uh, Avalis is with us, Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council postdoctoral fellow in history at the University of Toronto and is with us now. Christo, thanks for taking the time to join us. Uh, We appreciate this. Thanks for having me. Christo, your thoughts. Uh, Kathleen Wynne, known for her relationships with teachers and unions and such, uh, especially in the uh, prior to the last election, uh, many have said her legislation getting uh, ordering uh, the teachers back to work is something that the Conservatives may do. How does this affect her going into the next election? Well, you know, I think it's important to note that, that you know, anti-labor legislation um, has been done by all parties uh, uh, throughout history. But the Liberal Party in Ontario, in Quebec, in Nova Scotia, in Newfoundland, in PEI, has been at times even more anti-labor than the Conservatives. So, you know, I think that's important to note, that Liberals, when push comes to shove, whether it's Pierre Trudeau or Joey Smallwood or what have you, um, have, have broken the rights of workers. And I think that's important to note. Um, Kathleen Window does have a certain image that she's tried to build of being a kind of pro-labor premier. Uh, whether that's just, you know, in terms of the Bill 148, uh, you know, the reforms around, you know, uh, workplaces, or whether that's seen as having a good relationship with at least some unions, uh, like SEIU in particular, um, there is a sense that she has that image. And in that sense, it makes it politically complicated for her. Whereas if, if Patrick Brown was premier right now, he would face, you know, backlash, but he might not face a political quagmire because much of his supporters are generally you know, antagonistic to collective bargaining and and, and other such human rights. Obviously, Smokey Thomas, president of OPSU, he's been very public that, uh, you know, he'll go with any party that uh, helps his his membership and and who he is representing uh, and and certainly doesn't believe in in endorsing any political party. Do you think that has played a role in any of this? I mean, you know, with with OPSU's in an interesting case. Frankly, OPSU, I think their, their argumentation is that you know, the eventual government, whoever it'll be, will be our employer. And in a sense, we don't want to build, you know, dependencies on any one particular party. I think in this particular case, there's a sense that the promises emanating out of the new Democratic Party would be most amenable to, to OPSU's position. I think in this particular case as well, there's a sense that back-to-work legislation is always seen as kind of a detriment to the fundamental rights of, of working people. You were talking. That, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think that's where Smokey's coming from in this particular case. Uh, Kathleen Wynne has said she believes in the process of collective bargaining, and then, of course, did this. Is there a time limit on this? In other words, you know, she gave it a month. Don't do it in a month. Then we're going to act. I mean, is that is that is that typical here? Well, you know, it's tricky. I mean, like with any constitutional right, and the right to strike and bargain collectively is a constitutional right, every bit as much as the right to free speech or the right to freedom of conscience. And I think that the Supreme Court has recognized that. But like with those things, there are limits. And if the government is able to demonstrate, should the, the union bring them to court, that, look, the process, what we have an alternative process to, to get a fair deal for all sides, then, you know, it's certainly the politics of it are quite another. I mean, the reality is that 
the process has gone for five weeks. That is quite a long strike for, for an educational sector. But the last couple weeks, in a sense, have been wasted by a deal that the employer knew the workers wouldn't accept. And I think it's really astonishing, and this needs to be said, that when the strike was called, less than 70% of the members voted in favor of the strike with a relatively you know, modest turnout. And yet by the time, five weeks later, uh, the employer had made a kind of lowball offer, which was lower than what was being discussed at the table. They had a 90-plus percent turnout, and they got almost 90% of the people to vote for the deal. And I think incredible uh, to, to kind of say the, the perception of the people at the table and the general you know, faculty membership that the bargaining was not in good faith. And I think in that sense, Kathleen Wynne, in terms of her ability to manage, um, you know, the government's relationship with the with the fact with the college uh, employers and the union during this process, has maybe been less than ideal. Because in reality, for maybe half of this period, they haven't been able to bargain because of the kind of forced call for a vote by the employer. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred CHML.